0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been in this series. I think it's been life-changing. Um, we're really trying to um, step in this next season And I've been talking about sometimes in life, it seems maybe overwhelming. Sometimes in life, it seems like we don't know what to do. But the Bible says that Jesus Christ has anointed us with the Holy Spirit. And what does that mean? We have been given authority. And this series has been really, um, I want you to share this. Today, I'm going to be talking about God has given you authority over shame. And man, I am telling you what, this series is changing people's lives. The testimonies of people um, really stepping in this thing has been really strong. And I really want to be sensitive with your, your heart today. I, I really do. I don't want to, um, I, don't, I don't want you to carry this anymore. Um, you know, we talked about guilt. And now we're, today we're talking about shame. And I want you to know that I really felt like there's some stuff the enemy's trying to use against people. And... Um, you know, sometimes I think spiritually we come at this thing like, you know, bind the, bind the devil, the rebuke the devil, you know, cast him out, speak the word. And, and sometimes people don't even know his devices. And that's how we got on this series was guilt is a device of the devil because Jesus came to free you of the guilt of life. Everything we're going to touch, man, is all about you taking your God-given authority and overpower the enemy and his lies. And man, I am telling you what, we are exposing the enemy. So maybe there's an area of life you've got some shame. Maybe there's some areas of your life you've hidden some things. You know, I, um, I could tell you just something really, the Lord spoke to this powerful. You know, I share it every once in a while. But I was, um, I was a Bible school student, you know, and I was just dumb. And I really want you to share this. So please, click to share right now. If you know anybody dealing with with shame, maybe, maybe we all deal with it, and we'd be lying if we said we didn't. You know, we're not really proud. Some of the things shame arises from negative opinions. You know, guilt comes from things and decisions. We're going to talk about all of it, but I want you to—it's a painful feeling of humiliation. That's what it is. It's the dist- it's distress caused by a, the consciousness of wrong or f- foolish behavior. Some of it, some of it, we brought on by ourselves, but Jesus paid the price for it. Some of it we did because we didn't know any better. Some of it we knew better and did it anyway. I don't know how it showed up, but I'm gonna show you how to take your authority and get rid of it today. Because shame holds you back from the love of God. And that's what I don't want you to be held back from any longer. God's not, God's not displeased with you. God's not, God's not upset with you. God's not, God wants you to grow. And you know what's funny? I started thinking about this. How am I gonna grow if God doesn't first show me that I'm free. Because sometimes it's so hard to grow because I don't know I'm free from this stuff. Just when I try to grow or I try to spiritually mature, it seems like the pictures of the past pull me back. Just when I try to grow or I try to spiritually go to another level, it seems like the fear of failure tries to come and grab me and pull me back. So I don't even try anymore. I don't don't really go for it. I just kind of live a status quo Christianity. I really don't, I don't really push because, you know, every time I push, it seems like I fail. Every time I push, it seems like I don't really get anywhere. And, you know, usually when I get to another level, the enemy just keeps reminding me about who he thinks I am, and I kind of stumble off of where God put me because some of you really, I'm going to say something, I really think this series is going to be life-changing. That's why I want you to share it. Share it right now. If you're watching even a week later, a month later, share this right now. We're going to help people. Some people sabotage a successful future because of the shame of the past. Because they don't really, it sounds wild, but you got to hear me. They don't, they don't want to get to a good life because they know sooner or later the skeleton in the closet called shame is going to try to come out and rob them of the position they've now received in Christ. So instead of me stepping into something, I'm basically going to destroy my opportunity to get there because when I get there, I'm going to have to fight the demons inside of my mind to take me away from where God is trying to put me. Listen, guys, this is serious stuff. People are dealing with this. Some people, I've had people that have, you know, I've had people that have gone through, Maybe uh, I've had people that have come with everything you think of, failures in the past, mistakes in the past, living years of addiction and ashamed. The, I have ladies, some ladies have you know, gone and had an abortion early in their life and have lived with the shame of that for decades. I'm talking about real people with real stuff going on and you got a real enemy. Try, try, and today, if you do one thing tonight, if you do one thing, whenever you're watching this, I just need you to believe me. Trust me what I'm telling you from this word because Jesus has given you authority over the guilt. That's what we were talking about last week. He's given you authority over the shame. If you're dealing with any area of shame, shame is a painful feeling of humiliation. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you got bullied. I mean, I got people 40, 50 years old who were bu- bullied when they were a kid and still haven't gotten over it. Living in, living in the problems and the pains of life, dealing with stuff, living in painful humiliation. Or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. You know, some of the things are this. Sometimes what happens is this. Sometimes we produce it, but sometimes life produced it. Shame, there's two different things. I got some research for you here. I just want you to kind of get the difference so we could deal with it. Shame arises from a negative evaluation of self, okay? Now guilt we talked about last week guilt is a little different guilt comes from a negative evaluation of guilt comes from behavior I like to say it like this guilt comes from behavior shame comes from an evaluation of self Now that's really good so I want you to get that guilt is man I you know I went and just went wild and you know I feel bad about it got gotcha. you That's something I did. Shame is something I'm thinking. Guilt is kind of like, hey, I took the car and went 100 miles an hour and got a ticket. I feel bad. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to lighten it, but you know what I'm saying? Something like that. I did it. Yeah, I did. I did it. I did it. I sped. I got a $100 ticket. You know, whatever. Shame, shame is in the mind because shame is an identity of me connecting myself to maybe guilt says I did something wrong. Shame says I think something's wrong. They're two different. It comes from a negative evaluation either way. One is a negative evaluation of behavior and guilt. Shame is a negative image within the mind. Shame is generally from feeling of inadequacy. Guilt is specific in the action of something I've done wrong. So bottom line is this. I believe this. There's a difference. So today we're going to talk about he took my shame. He took my guilt. I'm telling you, you're going to get free from some stuff. Maybe you went through divorce. Right now, you need to be sharing this. I need you to share. I'm not, I'm I'm adamant. I don't push this hard with this. Share this. We need to help people get out of this place. It's help. One of the greatest problems, I'm going to say something, and this is going to be real serious, and church doesn't talk like this sometimes. This is why you see suicide running rampant in America, People do not know how to deal. We can help people, guys. Run ramp, suicide runs rampant, not just in the body of Christ, in the earth, because people cannot. I just seen something the other day. A beautiful young lady. Family is well, well to do, worldwide well-to-do. And the and the girl, and they said she was battling depression all her life. Guys, this is how we beat the depression of life. We 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 work with the guilt. Okay, you did it. Guess what? We've all, we're all got things we're not proud of. Guess what? It's okay. The blood of Jesus can fix it. And somebody says, well, you know, you need, you need, um, you need counseling. Some of you do. But guess what? All the counseling in the world doesn't help some people because they got to go home with themselves and they don't know how to beat the battle of shame. We're going to beat the battle of shame today in the church. You're going to share this. You're going to give. I mean, I'm telling you what. Clinically, you could use this class right now tonight as a way to get people set free. But see, here's the thing. we got to have belief in Jesus. So important. But the world needs this. How do I deal with the guilt? And guilt, you know, I'm going to say something. I think guilt is almost easier to deal with than shame because guilt is like I did it and Now I can see it, and I know what I did, and I kind of got to overcome it. Shame is the opinion within my mind. It never stops. The negative never stops to the person who doesn't get the identity. The identity, um, it's kind of like this. The identity project internally needs to be mastered. Otherwise, the negativity will just keep coming. The polarization of thought, has to be rechanneled to the Word of God and not the negativity of how I see myself. Because you're not who you think you are. Um, guilt, guilt, and shame are powerful. I want to look at something. I I want you to look at the Passion Translation Psalms Psalms 44:15. Some powerful stuff. The Word of God says. Listen what it says here. There is no escape from this constant curse. This humiliation. We are despised, jeered, and overwhelmed by shame and overcome at every turn by our hateful and heartless enemies. Man, I'm going to say something. Shame is a, is, a, is a hateful, heartless enemy. It is overwhelming, and it seems like there's no escape from its constant pursuit against you. But I got news for you. Jesus has given us victory over it, because it's really connected to sin, and I'm going to show you this that he took it upon you. I was getting ready to tell you something you know I got a story about this. I was in Bible school, and early in Bible school, um I was just going through it, you know, and it was kind of like it was really just unfair and it was really not it was really a tough season, you know and um I didn't do anything wrong, you know what I mean I was just I was just in this spot where I was like I was getting I was getting kind of hammered, you know, and I felt like the whole thing was trying to get me separated from the vision, get me separated from the plan, get me to get off track. And man, I was I was in the balcony and never forget this. I was at the balcony arema and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I felt like I failed. I didn't do any I I I wasn't guilt. I, I just I just went through the ringer just with just battling battles. You know, you didn't know where they were coming from and you didn't they seemed real, they felt real. Um I'm just being transparent. It felt so real. I could, it was like tangible. It was like, there was like a, a cloud around me or something was going on that you could almost touch, but you couldn't see it. And I was like, man, I'm just getting, I felt like I was getting hammered on every side. Um, I had to, I couldn't get away from it. And I just sat there and i never forget, I was in the anointing, just sitting in the balcony, just, 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 you know, like God help me. You know what I mean? Like, how do I get out of this place I'm in, and I never forget this as long as I live, and I shared this with the church a, a couple of times, and, and it's really powerful, and um, I really felt like the anointing come on me, and, and the Lord spoke to me, and I needed him to speak to me, you know, I was kind of desperate in my moment, and he said to me, he goes, when I go, and I felt, I felt ashamed, I didn't do anything, like I'm saying, there was no action to it, it wasn't like, oh, I went and, you know, you know did something off the wall, I didn't, but I felt like I did. I felt like I was going through it. I felt my feeler was off. You know what I mean? And I felt like, oh, my God. And the Lord said this. He goes, every time I see your sin and every time I see your shame, when I go to cover my eyes, I see you through the holes in my hands, and there is no blame. Man, I'm telling you, the hair on my neck, I I had hair back then. It stood up and I felt the glory of God just blanket me. And I could see Jesus like looking at all the sin and the shame in the world. And when he goes to cover his eyes at the grossness, he sees you through the holes that are in his hands because he paid the price for everything. The sin, the shame, the guilt, the stuff I did willingly, the stuff I did in disobedience, The willful disobedience. See, here's the problem with disobedience. Disobedience, you know, everybody quotes this. Well, sin's good for a season. No, it's not. No, the price tag of sin is too great. It's too great. Regret is the greatest pain you and me will ever feel. Trust me. But the thing is, Jesus came to set us free. Obedience, obedience, greatest, obedience is greatest victory is you don't have to live in regret. I'm telling you, man. But the thing is, we have to ask ourselves some great questions. I need you to locate, am I dealing with some of this stuff? And if I am, let me change this negative feeling, opinion, whatever it is that's got me there. Let me change it, and let me produce the right image on the inside. Look what it says in Romans 8.33. Because you got to get something here. Shame, shame has a design, and its job is to try to separate you from God's perfect love. And that's why we're going to get it with authority. We're going to take authority over it. Just like you take authority over guilt. When those ideas start coming, you're going to say, man, you can't put that on me no more. I went to Wednesday Wisdom and found out greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I've got my identity complex complete and I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be? His. Woo! See that right there? Man, I'm telling you now, and I know the problem is, but I don't feel that. Well, guess what? Feelings are not facts. Facts and truth override feelings. So you're going to have to start reprogramming your new identity in Christ in the Word and not what you think or feel. Because your, your ways ain't God's ways. You're, come on now. You know that. That doesn't mean we're um, less than. That just doesn't mean we think at the level where we need to think. Now watch this. God himself is the judge who has issued the final verdict over them. Not guilty. Ooh, you see that right there? That's what God said. You're not. But I did it. Well, guess what? He acquitted you. But it was me, I know, but he took the place for you. This is how you got to say this. But I did do it. Yes, you did. But Jesus took your place and taken the penalty for it. But I did do it. You did do it. But he took the sin, the guilt, the shame. But I was disobedient. He took that too. Now, this is not your license to go and be off the wall. This is your understanding of who you are in Christ now and the new nature that you should be putting on is the nature of obedience. Because I'm going to say, so I've got some scriptures in here. Some of you, there's going to be a little bit of a, a correctiveness because the willful acts of rebellion, or, and like, you know, we know produce guilt, produce shame. That's true, guys. Now, this is where obedience comes in. If God says, don't go down that road, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do, and then the byproduct of the road you're on, I think that's the hardest shame and guilt. To deal with because he said not to and now you feel like because I didn't listen I have to suffer the consequences of my poor choices I got news for you Jesus paid the price for your poor choices he does not expect he's long-suffering let me tell you something about God the little bit I know about God he's long-suffering but here's where you got to get to You got to start steering towards, it's like this. I'm on this road. You got to start doing like this. I got to get on this road now. I want to get on this road now. I got to get on this road now. Why? Because this road right here, right? I'm in this chair. It's kind of cute, but this road right here, this it ain't, no, no, no. God said, get off that, get on this road. Okay, why? Because I do not want to be making decisions on the road that God doesn't want me on. It's dangerous. It produces guilt. I got a scripture for you. I, I kind of threw this one in. Uh, um, it's, Proverbs, it's Proverbs 13, 18. We're going to give him some time here. Pro- I threw it in late. I got it when I was in there. Proverbs 13, 18 in, in the Message Bible, I believe it is. It says, poverty and shame shall be, be to him. And you'll, you'll find it. It's Proverbs 13, 18. Poverty and shame shall be unto him. And I'm going to read it to you. So did you get that in there? And then we're going to look at 834, and then we're going to get there. That was my add-on. Sorry about that. But you see it? you want to see it right now? Poverty and shame. Beautiful. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Uh-oh. Now, after we deal with some of this stuff we, we we're carrying, poverty and shame, shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. So now we're going, okay, after I deal with it, let's get off the road of it. Does this make sense? Like, is it is like, man, I, I'm dealing with guilt, and I'm dealing with shame. Let's deal with it. Let's get it under the blood. Let's go backward so we can go forward. But once we start going forward, please, let's start handling instruction With more of a critical, critical not being critical against, but a more like, oh, my God, let's just call it ICU. Your next season of life, it's like ICU, intensive care unit. Like, this is critical that I make good choices in my future because I don't want the shame and the guilt of the past to be following me. Once I get it dealt with, I don't need to create new stuff. Poverty and shame comes through the man that does what? He don't like instruction. You know, the kids, um, this is my scripture for the kids. You know, the kids will sometimes see something, and I'm going to be straight with you. I'm going to be straight with you. This is Pastor Chris. This is Pastor Chris behind the scenes. You want to see Pastor Chris behind the scenes? Sometimes my kids are like, oh, I, I, I said, yeah, I feel sorry for people, but poverty and shame will become to him that refuses the instruction. God is trying to instruct you all through life with signposts trying to show you how to succeed. But he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Sometimes when you see poverty out and about as you're making your day, there's a reason why people are poor. I'm going to be straight with you. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Follow instruction. Someone's giving you instruction. Someone's trying to give you instruction in your life. I was lost. People were trying to give me instruction. It's the Bible. You can't get around it. So that's what I'm saying. So make some, I don't want to go in this road no more, Let, let's get off it. Look what it says in Romans 8:34. We're going to finish that back end. I want you to see this. Okay? So then who in the world, right? No, we're not guilty. So who then, who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. You see that right there? Romans 8, 34, it's powerful. Look at this, right? Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. For he gave his life for us, and even more that, what? He has conquered death, is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at the right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he's continually praying for our triumph? You see that right there? He's there. How could, He can't condemn us. He's continually working for our triumph. You see this? So he's not. The Bible says God complete, now this is a big one. Write this down. Here's my, here's my grab and go. The Bible says God completely accepts you and loves you unconditionally. As you understand this truth, it's going to change your life. You're never going to be the same again. Jesus took your shame. Jesus took your guilt to the cross, and man, that is important, you see that, and I'm gonna give you that scripture, in a little while here, but man, I'm gonna tell you what, we start seeing this stuff, because that's what Jesus did, he hung it on a cross, you know, despite, he despised not the guilt, amen, And of, of, of the cross, and you know, for time's sake, maybe we'll, 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 you wanna jump ahead a little bit, maybe we should, for time's sake, I think we should, That's that's gonna be Hebrews 12, yeah, 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 let's jump ahead for time's sake, Hebrews 12, See, want to see Hebrews 12 and 1 and we'll come back. He, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. You're gonna find it right there. You see it. You're gonna love it. Okay? And I think I I think I threw it in the amplified over there. Amen. It says here, right? You see that? Now this is important that you pull this in. Now I pray to God you guys get this, right? And verse 2 is really good because um he 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 really gets an understanding of 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 the of, of what you need to see. I think I think I think it's powerful the whole thing. Because looking under Jesus. See that looking unto Jesus, the, the the author and the finisher of our faith, whom the joy that was set before him. I know we got into a little thing. I'm going to read verse two in the in the uh, Amplified, right? I'm just reading the King James just for a minute. It's fine. Endured the cross, the spot. This is what it says set before him. Doing what? He endured the cross, the the same, and is shut down at the right hand of God at the throne of God. Now look what it says in the in in the, in the Amplified. Looking away from all that would distract to Jesus who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So now Jesus said, I'm looking at the cross I'm embracing the cross. And he said what? I despise and I ignore the shame. Because how many know it was shameful to be hung naked on a cross? These guys didn't put no clothes on him. You watch this TV. You know, Roman soldiers they weren't, listen, let me tell you, we've looked at this word before, man. I'm telling you, he was fully exposed and crucified before men. How humiliating. How shameful to be crucified. You know I looked um, at some of this stuff and some of the things that the, he, by using the, this word in the Hebrew, the word shame, the Greek word is ashuna, which describes something that is base, ugly, revolting, and grotesque. That's what he said. When he said that word, I despise it. The Greek word is ashuni, I A S A I S C H U N E, right? Which describes something that is base. It is ugly, it is revolting, and it is grotesque. By using this word, the writers in Hebrews was telling us that Jesus' experience on the cross was this. As he hung naked and fully broken in full view of a world that was disgraceful, deplorable, and depictable, and reprehensible. Painting this scripture of crucifixion always was this. Romans were not kind, and they crucified him and stripped him and hung him naked before the jury crowd. Listen, man, that is humiliating. The shame of the cross, the pain of the cross. He took, he paid the price to take your shame off of you and he put it on him. So you could say this, just as much as he forgave me of my sin, right? He took the guilt and that's what you need to see here. Jesus paid the price for sin. Jesus paid the price for sickness. Jesus paid the price for disease. That's Isaiah 53 5. Amen. Isaiah 53 5. You know what that is because he took it all. That's what he said. He said, because he, 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 uh, in Isaiah 53.5, he took the shame, he took the sick, he took it all, man. He was wounded, y'all know it, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. My God in heaven, glory be to God. That's important right there, because what you really realize is that Jesus broke the power of shame on the cross. You can write that down. Jesus broke the power of shame on the cross. Powerful. Amen? Now, I want to take you back over here and give you some of this powerful truth. So what do I do? What's that mean for me and you? Well, here's the biggest thing we got to learn. Sin is the strength of shame. Write that down. Shame's strength has been found in sin. Okay? And you're going to see this in Genesis 2, 23, and 24. Praise the Lord. And you're going to, I, want, I want to take this down, and we're going to be looking at verse 25. Verse 24 and 25 really is going to explain it, right? 23, 24, and 25. Sin is the problem. Look what it says here in verse 223. Then Adam said this. In Genesis 2.23, in the Amplified Bibles, we reading, then Adam said, this creature is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And if they shall leave, a man shall leave his father and mother, and they shall cleave, and his wife shall become one flesh. Look at verse 25. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not embarrassed or ashamed in each other's presence what this is what he's showing you he's saying in the glory man had no problem he had no shame being naked and fully exposed that's why the minute adam and eve sinned adam went and got fig leaves and tried to cover parts of his body that were not shameful before sin entered into the world do you see it adam then covers his, his what? He covered his private parts is what he did. Why? Because to have your private area exposed in, there, in a glory setting was no problem, but to be exposed in the earth full of sin is inappropriate. You feel it? You see it? Now he's conscious of it. That's so good because why did he try to cover what well before he didn't have to cover? Because when sin came in, He now figured out, I have to cover. That's why when God came and found them, he said, where are you? He said, I'm hiding. He never hid before. Sin entered in, and shame showed up because of sin. Once we remove the sting of sin, we're going to remove the pain of shame. We're going to remove the sting of sin. We're going to remove the shame, the pain of shame. It's going to go. How's it going to go? Because here's the thing. They feel the guilt. Why do people go through life avoiding this? Because they feel ashamed and they feel guilty. They think God, God's perfect. I'm imperfect. Why in the world? How's this going to work out? People don't realize that Jesus Christ paid the price to take your sin, take your shame, take your guilt. He nailed it to the cross. Remember last week, my God in heaven. Last week, uh, I read this scripture. Um, some of you remember it man it was powerful I'm thinking of it right now the Bible says that Jesus took the ordinances of of the law or basically the um for you guys that maybe didn't catch it he took he took basically the 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 handwritten ordinances of the law and he nailed it to the cross and like kind of like how I seen it was You remember when you were a kid, you know, you used to get like a note and you'd pass notes in class. You'd fold it up and put it in the palm of your hand and you could pass it off. You know, some of you know how to do that. You do that Pentecostal handshake. You know what I mean? You put a little money in your hand right there. You know how to get it right in there. You know what I'm saying? Come on, you Pentecostals. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody said, I never got a Pentecostal handshake. Well, praise God. Take five bucks and go bless somebody. But if you're blessing me, triple it. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. Right? Come on. No, give us some money away. Do something nice. Right? Come on. Okay, now you're going to be, now y'all think, Come on, stay in this thing. Don't be shame. Right? Put it in here. And you, what? He took it and he put it in his hand. And he 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 drove the nail through guilt. Jesus, he put it in his hand. He said, "Put that. Put their put their put their put their bill. Put their total. Put their debt. Put it in my hand." And he drove the nail through shame. That's how I want you to see this. When you leave it. When next time shame tries to rise up, go. Oh no no no! Jesus took that on the cross. What did he tell me? I didn't even realize, right? He said, when I go to see you, I see you through the holes in my hands. I took it. I took it for you so you don't have to take it. Amen? Ooh, isn't that so good? Look at Romans 5 and 1. Look what this says. Stop trying to gain approval from other people, guys. You got to stop. Just stop it. It's okay. Be comfortable in your own skin. You're the best you. We don't need another somebody else. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, and declared righteous, and given right standing with God through faith, let us do what? Grasp the fact that we have peace of reconciliation to hold on to and enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Right? So now here's some things, right? These are some questions I'm going to ask you, and it's okay. Maybe you spent your entire life trying to gain the approval of someone. Maybe, you're, maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was people. Maybe you've tried to spend your entire life just trying, to, just trying to be liked, just trying to be loved, maybe just trying to be recognized, maybe just trying to get somebody's approval in your life. It has influenced maybe the way you, you, you're dressing, you're walking, you're talking, how you, maybe how you do a lot of things. You do it because I'm trying to be approved by people. But when you understand that God loves you unconditionally, you realize you don't need anyone else's approval except God's. And when you know that God loves you and that you're forgiven and that your guilt has been taken away and your shame has been paid for, you can shake off the shame and the guilt that's trying to hang on to you. Not because of what I did, but because of what he did. Not because of what I've achieved, but what he's achieved for me. Shame, shame, shame's talking, guys. It's an internal picture trying to tell you who you are, but it, it's telling lies. Jesus took care of it. Look what it says in Romans 8 and 1. So good. Romans 8 and 1 is one of the most powerful scriptures, I think, because it shows you how to pick up your life and kind of go on with the right attitude. Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new beginning, has freed me from the law of sin and death. Now, i like you to look at verse 3. For God has done what the law could not do, its power being weakened by flesh the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh and in offering for sin, condemns sin in the flesh. He subdued it. He overcame it. He deprived it of its power over all who accept that sacrifice. Guys, that is so good. He subdued it. He overcame it. And he deprived it of its power over all those who accept the sacrifice. If you accept now, once you get this, write this down. Here's a takeaway. If you accept Jesus' full sacrifice the way I'm showing you, you will deprive shame of its power. You will subdue it and you will overcome it. But you got to accept what I'm telling you Jesus took your shame. And I know, and I'm, I was thinking about this, and I want to talk about this. This is going to be the next couple of minutes, ain't going to be easy, but it's going to be really helpful. Jesus didn't just endure it. He despised it. Telling you, despised. Despising and ignoring the shame of it. He knew his cross was going to be so brutal, but he knew he was setting you free. So here's what I want you to do Pastor Chris, I'm okay with the fact that I made some mistakes before Christ. kind of can almost deal with my guilt and my shame before Christ. I'm really struggling and I was praying about this. I told you I've been more prayerful for you. This is for you. You need to share this right now. I said, "Man, I'm okay before Christ. But the stuff I did in Christ, that's really hard. Cuz I I kind of I kind of knew what I should have been doing, but I didn't do it." I got great news today. Even though you might not be proud of some of the decisions you made and some of the actions you did and some of the things you needed, and I'm going to tell you right here now, this is where I think some preachers get off. They, Well, you know, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. This is the next standard of life, obedience. But here is what it is. It's going to work out because God's getting ready to give you a brand new beginning. I don't want to keep living this recyclable life. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. No, you're going to start building some non-negotiables in your life that you're not going to deviate from them. That's what you're going to do in this next period of time. You're going to build some non-negotiables like as as house rules, I'm not going to do this. I don't care if it seems extreme to your friends, I don't care if it seems extreme to your relatives. I don't care if it becomes extreme to your spouses. I don't care who it becomes extreme to. You're going to get agreement in the house, and you're going to be, these are the non-negotiables. We're not going down that road. Because that's the road of pain and that's the road of pain, destruction, shame and guilt. And I'm not going down. I don't need I don't need to be on that road. It costs too much. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So here's what I want you to get. Some of the stuff before Christ, I know, you kind of is easier to deal with. It's the stuff in Christ that really seems to be a struggle. But I got news for you: Jesus said these words, "I, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever." He said, "I have forgiven your sins yesterday, today, and forever." So even in Christ, Jesus perpetual and unconditional loving forgiveness has given you authority over the picture of shame the pain of shame the the guilt the shame the stuff get it under the blood and let's get forward in the place of obedience now guys i want you to know something this is very very important cuz i even wrote this down and we might even come back and hit this again, but listen to this. Don't listen to the lies of the devil about your past. Don't let him convince you to give up. Seek God and listen to the loving words of truth from God's Holy Spirit. They're there. Jesus Jesus was, was beaten and crucified for you. Don't allow your deliverance to be taken away because you just cannot get to the place that you need to get to. We're going to break the power of shame, okay? That's what we're doing, all right? And I'm I'm going to share this. We're We're going to have part two about this next week. I really feel we don't need to get off this quick. We'll have part one of shame, freedom from shame, and then I'm going to talk to you about people in the Bible that overcome it because Jesus' power met them where they are because I don't want to rush through this. That's a, that's a lot I gave you. Okay. Have you ever, so here's the, have you ever felt publicly humiliated? Have you ever been ashamed because of something you've been through or because something someone said, have some people are just carrying words that people said decades ago. Have you ever felt the discomfort and pain and even the torture of embarrassment and humiliation? If you experience these feelings, take comfort in this. Jesus felt them too. This is what I'm trying to get you to see. Jesus has gone before you and placed it on him. That's what he was doing on the cross. He didn't have no shame. He didn't have no guilt. He didn't have no sin. This is what you got to get. We don't have to take these feelings. Jesus took these emotions upon himself as a part of his sacrificial work on the cross so he could set you free. I'm going to say this again. Now you got to get this. Jesus took the emotions. Shame is an emotion sometimes. Guilt is an emotion sometimes. Jesus took all of it to the cross. He took it upon him as a sacrificial work on the cross so you could be set free. We don't have to be dealing with the feelings of shame for the rest of our life. He took our shame so we could be free from it. Regardless of what happened in the past that you might have made you feel embarrassed or ridiculed, know this, that Jesus took your shame upon himself and set you free. Your freedom from shame and humiliation was included in his work on the cross, and you never have to be tormented again with those hellish thoughts again because of Jesus. Amen. Man, did you get that? So here's what I wanted you to leave with. Here's your takeaway to go home with with another one. Did Jesus, did Jesus ever commit sin? No. But he paid the price of the man, uh, of a sinner. Well, whose sin did he have on him on the cross? He who knew no sin became sin for me, the sinner. Okay. Okay. Did Jesus ever have sick? No. When you become when you become by his stripes you were healed. When did he take that on him? He took sick on the cross. Okay? Was Jesus ever poor? No. The Bible said he became poor for our sake so that you could become rich. Okay? So he didn't. He was. He was. He never committed sin, but he took sin on the cross. Never had sick, but he took sick on the cross. He never had broke, but he took broke on the cross. Okay. Did he have guilt? No. He said I never did nothing wrong. I'm a sinless man. But he says, took guilt on the cross. Did he ever have shame? He despised the shame. He took it on the cross. So if he took my sin, he took my sick, he took my broke, he took my guilt. He took my shame. Why are you carrying it? In Christ, out of Christ, don't make a difference. He paid the price to take your shame away. Take your authority and don't live another minute in it. By faith, freedom over shame is waiting for you. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to break the power of shame off your life. We're going to talk more about it. I want you to watch it a couple times. Some of you may be dealing in this area. I'm going to help you. And I want you to know you don't ever have to live with this another day of your life. I promise you that. That's the truth. You don't have to live with the sin. You don't have to live the shame. You don't have to live in this pain. And you don't have to live in this torment. Some of you are living in a literal hellish environment of torment because the enemy Constantly is trying to show you pictures of the shameful seasons of life. And I want you to know he has no more power over you because we're taking authority over it today. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the power of the anointing upon my life. I'm telling you, somebody needs you need to share this right now. I don't know why I'm so quickened by the share this, share this, share this. Put the power of the anointing upon my life right now. Let it flow and touch them right now. I break the power. I, I come against the spirit of shame. I come against it in Jesus' name. I come against the demonic force of the spirit of shame that's running rampant in the earth today. And I bind you and I break your power in Jesus' mighty name off of these people. Every, every picture of the past, every moral failure, every mind, fa- everything we failed in, in our mental arena to, to achieve and the guilt, the sin, the shame, every broken idea, every broken movement that was taking us from the things of God, I come against it now in Jesus' name. I take authority over shame right now. I take right now. And if you're holding it right now, I want you to let it go. Maybe you've been through maybe you've been through a season of pain. Let go of the shame now. Maybe you felt inadequate. Let it go. Let it go. You got to let it go. Go to that place maybe once and for all right now and grab it and just let it go cast it and cut it let it go let it go I'm breaking the power of shame right now in the mighty name of Jesus thank you father I have authority now say this right now say it. I have authority I have authority say it right now demon I have authority I have authority over shame in Jesus name I break your power in Jesus name I break your power in Jesus name I break your power in Jesus name and I thank you Lord for freedom hallelujah Supernatural freedom to step into the season of life you have for me. And shame, I'm putting you on notice. If you try to come, I'm going to tell you who I am in Christ. If you try to rise up, I'm going to nail you to the cross. Because he took my shame on him so I can live free in me. Praise be to God forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. Listen, I pray today, bless you. Please share it. It's the modern-day evangelism. You know how many people we could help if we could share this message today? How do I have victory over shame? Amen. It's found in Christ Jesus. We love you. Can't wait to see you. I'll see you this weekend. Don't forget, come on out to church. We're going to see you soon. God bless you. And know you got authority over all this stuff. Take your place and win your race. Amen. We love you. See you soon. Bye bye.